Geno Smith to throw and has time. Floats one for the end zone. Catch made! It's a Seahawks touchdown! Kobe Parkinson! White throws and interception of the 10-yard line! Smith will pitch to DJ Dallas! on as Bruno Smith throws, caught, well, like a punch for goal line, and that is a Seahawks touchdown. Pressure is on and White, it's going to go down. Fourth down for White, throws on the hands of Garrett Wilson and the Seahawks. This is Queens to Jersey. My name is Steven. Alongside me, my co-host, Jason. How we doing on this brutal, brutal Sunday night? It just keeps getting worse. Let's get right into it. Jets lose to the Seahawks 6-23, to Week 17. They fall to 7-9 and on the year. Mike White, returning from his rib injury, goes 23-46, of 46, 240 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. The team has a total of 75 rushing yards. Tyler Conklin has six catches for 80 yards. CD uh, has three catches for 45. Garrett Wilson has three catches for 18. They had one red zone appearance. They didn't score it all in the red zone. And the defense gave up 198 rushing yards and had no turnovers. They had three turnovers on the offensive side. Not a great game at all. I think, I think this is what the third week now that the defense hasn't been able to get a turnover. I'm sorry. Quinnen had that. Yeah, sack fumble. But other than that, I don't think they had one against Detroit. Only one against Jacksonville. It's not going to cut it from a defensive point, especially with this offense. And most importantly, the Jets are now officially eliminated from the playoffs. There's no possibility at all that they can make it now. Yeah, like you said, just poor defensive play on that side. The offensive execution has been atrocious. I mean, I don't want to compare it to Gase. I've said we've we've been through this cycle before, but but they have nothing. It is completely stagnant. There's nothing they have. No, I think in the last three weeks, they have 17 points against Detroit, three points against Jacksonville, and six today. That's clearly not going to cut it from an offensive standpoint. These quarterbacks have no time. Mm-hmm. They're not good. The receivers seem like they're out. They're done for the year. I mean, even Garrett Wilson's dropping some passes that he usually catches and you hate to say it at this point but every person on the offensive line that started today doesn't have to be on the team next year the offensive line has been absolutely unforgivable i don't think they should be no and it's brutal once you can and it can't be just because one guy went down it can't just be because elijah vera tucker got injured no and you know some of douglas's signings got exposed today and all season, 
with Lake and Tomlinson. That that's been the worst signing they've made in a, in a while. Even a guy like Corey Davis. Oh, he needs to go. He, not he, good enough. I you know the three catches, forty five yards, whatever. You watch the game. He played terribly. He is a liability out there like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And you know, yes, the quarterback play today was not good. Mike White did nothing positive for his future as a Jet or in the NFL as a starter. But beyond that, the offensive line has just been inexcusable. Since Brees Hall went down and Elijah Vera Tucker went down, they've averaged under 100 rushing yards a game. In the, in the last four games, they've averaged under 67 rushing yards a game. That mm-hmm. is, for a team that relies on the ground and pound to win football games, you're not going to win. No wonder they've gone one and six in the last seven. Yep, yeah, and... The way they're playing, you'd think that they're going against the 86 Bears or the 2000 Ravens, you know, the way they're making the opposing defenses look. And they're playing teams like the Lions, who are, you know, statistically one of the worst defenses in the league. And then you have Seattle today, where they couldn't stop a nosebleed all season. They have a bunch of late-round picks on their defense, a lot of injuries with Adams and, you know, a couple other guys. I know one of their leading tacklers got injured today, their linebacker. But it's not, I mean, you're going up against bottom defenses in the league, and and you're still putting up six points. It is so much on the offense. The defense hasn't been great, but to be honest, in all three phases of of the Jets game, the defense has probably been the best or at least the most consistent throughout the season. You know, they at least give you enough points. They let up enough points at least to keep you in a football game, but the offense... Can't do anything. No, and, and special teams has completely collapsed in the second oh, half of the sure. year. It's been terrible. All, all as three good phases. as it was, it has gotten that much worse. And yes, defense has gotten worse, but at least they're able to keep you in a game. And yeah, you can blame the defense all you want, but the thing is, when you have an offense that can't get a first down, they're on the field for what, 45 minutes of game, play, of game time? The the I mean, time difference today was like Jets were on the field for about twenty six minutes, Seahawks were for about thirty three, and it, and, and it shows in the running game. You know, when you give up two hundred rushing yards in a game and can only get seventy, you're 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 completely taking yourself out of the game. When you can't force any turnovers, when you can't stop third downs, I, I mean, that's where the defenses struggle mostly this season. For sure, and, you know, the defense is a lot, there's a lot to blame on that defense, and especially a bunch of players, mm. including guys like Quincy, Quincy Williams, <laughs> yep. C.J. Mosley, you know, Joyner before he got injured, mm-hmm. and we've talked to how, you know, highly of Whitehead on his rush defense. But his coverage he can't is, guard. is bad. I mean, he. I think that might be another miss for Douglas. None of these guys could guard. None of the linebackers could guard, and none of the safeties could guard. The only ones who could guard are Sauce and DJ. And I guess, you know, throw some respect on Michael Carter. I know he got beat once or twice, but, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't see him getting beat too many times. Yeah, and going to what you said, uh, Joe Douglas, if you're Joe Douglas right now, what are you thinking? You got to be thinking of a, you know, whole new, obviously, staff is tough to say, but a whole new roster, other than, you know, Six, seven players that we talk about. Yeah, I, I said earlier on Twitter that besides guys like Sauce, Garrett, Brees, AVT, DJ, and Quinnen, everybody on the team feels pretty, you know, expendable. Yeah, for sure, 100%. And it's agree. horrible to say because, you know, earlier in the year you look at this team, they were 6-3. and three. It, It's a shame. First of all, how does this change the outlook of the season compared to a season like the 7-9 year with Gase? You know, is this a better year than that? I would argue yes, 
But at the same time, when you finish the year as atrociously as Robert Sala did, it leaves a horrible taste in fans' mouths. It's tough to say that this was better just because, you know, ending the season like this Mm -hmm. is a lot worse than starting the season like this. Yeah, and the difference between that year and this year is that we went out of that year going, we've got a quarterback in Sam Darnold, we just need to get the pieces around him. Now we're going, we have all the pieces, you know, in terms of at least a core group of guys that we think are superstars, and the quarterback's a complete wash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback right now. They're going to have to go after one in the offseason. And if I'm Joe Douglas, that's what I'm trying to figure out is exactly where, where can I guaranteed land at quarterback? Because if you don't, him and Sala are going to be on quite a leash. I don't know. Do you think that there's a playoff mandate if you're Woody Johnson next year you'd for hope, both of them. You'd hope so. I he, mean, uh, He'll never say it. He would never come out and publicly say if they don't make the playoffs next year, I'm firing both of them. But you would think if they cannot make the playoffs, if they go another year, what would it be, 13, 14 years without a playoff appearance, you're, you, you need to make a change again. I think there's a real chance that they go a different direction with an offensive coordinator this season. I think if you and I think you need to also wash defensive coordinator too. I think Robert Sala needs to put aside the people aspect and focus on the winning aspect. Mm-hmm. I know that you respect everybody that you work with and it's difficult, but when you're a head coach, you're the guy who needs to make the calls that if something isn't working, you need to make a change. And it's you, part of being a head coach. And obviously the offense isn't working, and we've blamed just about everyone else other than LaFleur. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's time for him to get some shit as well. I don't... Because this is his first time ever calling plays, and I haven't seen anything special. It's boring. I've said it so many times. It's nothing. It's obvious what they're going to run. And when they pass it, they have no protection. These guys, I guess, aren't open. We can't even see it because of the you know TV. You'd have to watch the film. But... Where was Elijah Moore today? I said, what, one catch? Yeah. And he runs backwards yeah, every single time. Early, I think, and then he kind of vanished again. It, it seems like more and more of these guys are becoming the stiffs we thought they were, and it's a darn shame. With Joe Douglas, the problem is he can land as many guys as you, you want with, with AVTs and Brees Halls and Garrett Wilsons and Sauce Gardners. You missed at number two taking a quarterback. You missed. And quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. I don't care what people say. I think it's the most important position in all of sports. And when you mess up and you have the second overall pick and you wash it, like Mike McCagnan did with the third pick, it's it's never going to, it's always going to be a blemish. It's, it's always going to be there. It's a fireable offense. It's a fireable it's, offense, exactly. It can't happen. And, you know, he'll have another year to prove it. He's not going anywhere. have to hit with first-round quarterbacks. With top five quarterbacks, if you don't, like you said, it becomes a fireable offense. Well, when you look at a team like San Francisco, Mm -hmm. they missed on Trey Lance, but they seem to be okay. I still don't think you can fully say that, but like you said, you, you... And that's where the defense of Joe Douglas comes in, is that he has hit with these guys. But I'm saying this Zach Wilson blemish because they missed so badly because uh-huh. they let because it cost this team a playoff opportunity. 
and you have to put some some of the blame on Douglas for hiring Salah right now because Salah doesn't look like a well, professional Well, they're going to go coach. down together in that regard. That's what I think. If that if that you go another year where Salah collapses and this team cannot compete for a playoff spot, it's going to be another situation where maybe you have to clean house. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe it it would be best if they did it now because who knows if these guys they're not going to the because. Deal. At the end of the day, they showed a step in the right direction, even though they took a big step, and then they took three steps backwards. Even and though they did that... They were s- uncompetitive in the last, you know, three games. They were Other than the worst Detroit, teams in the football. Last, the last two games were the two of the worst football games mm-hmm. I've ever watched in my life. They were bad. Ever. They were not the team we saw and earlier in this it's season. It's not acceptable. It's playoff games, people. Why shouldn't we expect this when they actually are good and they make the playoffs? And then when it comes to the playoffs, this Salah guy is not going to use a timeout. You have to learn from your mistakes, and I think he should be gone. He needs to man up. I don't think he'll be fired. I don't, I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm not saying he should be. I, it, if you're telling me right away, like, you need to answer, do you think he should be fired? No, I don't think he should be fired this year. But like I said before, very short leash. That if we start next season and we come out of the gate and we have nothing... It's going to be a midseason now. And like this whole a year's Carolina be situation. And you're going to fire Joe Douglas at the end of next year, and it's going to be a fresh start again, hoping that we get Caleb Williams from USC. Let's go for another USC quarterback. I don't see any scenario right now where, unless you come out of the gates next year, a different team, he needs to figure it out. So I think I understand what you're saying, that maybe you should just get rid of it now. But the only scenario when that happens is either Sean Payton, which I don't think is happening. I don't think you think is happening. I don't, but I think any other option at this point might be better than this guy. I they think, don't even like playing for him, clearly. I think, I'll get into that in a second, but other than Sean Payton, the only other guy I would consider is Jim Harbaugh, and I don't think he's coming. No. So, now what you just said, I disagree to an extent. You saw earlier in this year that these guys really did buy into the solid mentality. And the last few weeks? It's been the last an, seven? It's been an outrage. For it's sure. It's been a joke. These and players haven't given up on him, though. The way he handles... The team itself needs to be changed. The way he but handles himself like, in the media? Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. He needs to get better. He it, needs to the get way better. he talks to the media, it's like we don't matter. And, I mean, without us, we're paying his salary. So this guy needs to step it up. He's got a, enough with the bullshit receipts. Show up on Sunday. Stop putting up six points. Have your team prepared and win a fucking you know games when it matters. Not bullshit September October games that don't mean anything against Buffalo. That are moral victories for the season that really don't mean anything right now. Other than a lower draft pick. I agree. It's difficult. I think guys like Quinnen and guys like Sauce, the guys that matter haven't given up on him and that that will that gives him that leverage into next season at least but he needs to man up and make those changes he this is his opportunity this offseason to make those changes maybe it means getting a new offensive coordinator maybe it mean maybe it means signing big time guys and having joe douglas go out and make trades for big time guys but i don't know because right now the excuses are wearing thin our patience as jet fans is wearing thin and you really hate watching a team that has no offensive line. It's almost like watching, you know, a dog take a poop. That needs to be the priority because unless they find themselves, and I agree, it's it stinks. You know, unless you 
find yourself in a position where you can land a CJ Stroud. Or, or, That'd be nice. You you would have to trade house. Or but. or if you find yourself in a position where a first round pick can land you someone like Aaron Rodgers. Other than that, you need to invest all your top picks on offensive line mm-hmm. because and a quarterback. I well, guess, well, yeah, but yeah. if you can get one with while keeping your first round pick, but if they have a first round pick come draft day and they don't take an offensive lineman, what are they doing? Yeah, I mean the problem with Douglas is you know when he first came here, he preached he wants to get this offensive and defensive line intact, and I agree that's the solution to fixing football teams. You also need a quarterback first of all. They messed up on that. But the offensive line is a complete failure. There's nothing good to be talked about other than AVT, who hasn't played in 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no one on that line who I want back next year. Fant has given up on the season. Yeah, it's a darn bad. shame he even plays. Yeah. I don't know what the coaching is thinking there. They don't I have get... anyone. They have no tackles. They have nothing left. Practice squad? I, I mean, know. I'd take so, anyone over him. But it's just over for them on the offensive line. They need a whole new offensive line, as I said before. Build it around AVT and draft a quarterback and fix the defense. Fixing the defense won't be as hard. They just need to fully rebuild that offensive line. Like you said, keep AVT. Mekhi Becton, you can have no expectations. No. With. And, and yeah, you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to sign two to three linemen, draft yeah. two to three linemen, Yep. and just keep adding those depth pieces. Herbigs, guys like that need to be the third and fourth stringers. Yes. Those are the guys you need coming from the practice squad Playing when nobody else like is there. Where, you know, players are hurt. You can't be hurt. your starter for the entire season. I like Nate Herbig. He had a good couple games. You see it. You understand later in the season why these guys fall into your yeah. lap. Well, he was hurt today. Yeah. But... But Before, I'm talking about yeah. all of them. No, for sure. I know what you mean. Yeah. And there's a reason these guys Dwayne aren't Brown signed. Can't, can't think of anything but retiring after next week. I mean... I mean, now it's... Yeah, now it's over. Now they... You could see it during the they game. They up. don't care. Yeah. You have a guy with three broken ribs who... Listen, we can get into that real quick. He he seemed a little afraid. Oh, he was hurt today. He, for he sure. seemed afraid. And he said, oh, you know, if the doctors clear me, the doctors clear me. I respect that. You played like dog. And I feel bad for him. <laughs> I, pe- I feel bad for his, him. His passes really had no, you know, oomphs to it. And it, it, it were, they were really like inaccurate. Docs. Yeah, a lot of behind, inaccurate way passes. Behind guys. Yep. I feel bad because what he, he's now done is he's kind of taken away probably any real shot of getting a legit starter opportunity. He's a backup. He will be a backup quarterback in this league. But anything beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I agree with you. And we've talked, you know, on recent podcasts after the Bears game Mm -hmm. when, you know, everyone was saying how great he is. And I was like, relax a little. But you you never know. He he doesn't have it. That you probably do know. I think they need a new quarterback. I think one of the two at least will be on the roster next year. I don't know which one. Yeah. Another report from Rappaport today came out that said Wilson is going to be on the Jets next year. See, so, so you never know. I, so Jay Glazer seems to be a phony. I didn't believe that totally when I saw that report. Especially with Salah saying, Salah saying what he said. Yes, I agree. And I think one that goes into the fact that Salah's going to stay also. They're going to give this crew one more year. Now is, is Zach Wilson oh, going to be the starter? I don't know. I don't think he should be. And I think the Jets don't think he should be. But for Mike White, they'll want to keep him, but if somebody comes along and offers him a sort of contract that they 
if they're looking to get a real starter and they don't want to match that... Yeah, they'll let him go. They'll let him go. And, and it's sad to see, and I appreciate his time here, but it's a business, and I think he knows that. And I think if there's another place that, that he fits him best, he's going to go there. For sure. Um, and who knows if the Jets even go after him this offseason. You know, maybe they... They might not even make a play for him. You're yeah, right. Exactly. Maybe they just stick with Wilson as the backup and go after a veteran, which and, uh, seems I to think, me like yeah. that will be the move. Most likely scenario, and... Who that veteran is, that's a whole other story that we can get into a different time. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it right now. Any other final thoughts on the Jets before we move uh, on to the rest of the league? Just pathetic. I mean, like you said, if Sean Payton's available, you give him the job. I think you snoop around and even talk to more, you know, pristine coaches. I'm not going to, you know, say them because I don't know them. But some of these guys definitely might want another chance at a, you know, coaching job. Who knows? I'm what, not... you want Frank Reich? No. <laughs> but there's guys out there. Clearly, there's guys out there. I'm on the side of giving him one more year unless, like you said, Sean Payton was willing, but I don't think he is. So I give Robert Sala one more year with that idea that, honestly, if you don't make the playoffs, it's time for a change because this team needs to start winning. It's time. Mm. We are done with the waiting. And I expect, honestly, a whole new roster next season mm-hmm. other than you know the main six players we said. And a couple more guys. At least they have that core. Because it's not just like, oh, you have a guys that can build. Those are all guys who are game changers. Mm-hmm. All superstars. Yeah. So you just got to keep adding. Keep For adding sure. and make that line something that, that can win you football games. Because it's losing you. It's lost you football games for the last decade. And the defensive line wasn't great today. No, but, well. but um, uh, listen, will guys like Carl Lawson and Corey Davis and, uh, you know, a couple others that have contracts that, you know, maybe Lake and Tomlinson, an option. Yeah, guys an like option that deal. who they probably won't we've be given back. money to and are not, not just helping the team, but hurting them. And not producing like yeah, they're Yeah, they might be gone. And keeping, you know, you want to see more of uh, Jermaine Johnson. John Franklin Myers is solid. For sure. Uh, you know, Quinnen's a superstar. So... Bulk up, add more guys around them, and uh, you know, fix up linebacker if there's anywhere on the defense that needs help. It's that and safety. But yeah, like I said, it, it's really about the offensive line first and foremost. Everything needs to go into that. And until you can get that going, you're never going to have success at quarterback either. So even when you have a decent one. For sure. Uh, moving on to the rest of the NFL, what did you uh, learn this week? What I learned this week is it's a wide open field. I mean, there's no heavy favorites, in my opinion. I think anyone could be beat. I don't think anyone's that good, really. I don't think Buffalo's that good. They lost to the Jets, people. I mean, is Cincinnati that good where they're just going to steamroll through the AFC again? I don't think so. So I think it'll be fun. Clearly, the Chiefs, you know, can't blow teams out, it doesn't seem like. There's another close game against Denver today. They could be beat as well. So I don't think there's a clear team. The Eagles lost to the Saints today. Yeah. 49ers barely beat the Raiders. It's a wide open league this year. If I had a guess, I'd probably still stick with Philly just because when Jalen gets back, they'll be dangerous He's again. shown his worth these last two weeks. Huh? Exactly. And what Michael Parsons said was wrong. What did he say? Where he said, you know, Jalen isn't the reason that the Eagles yeah, are so I, good. I he said he, it's the team. Right. And doesn't look like it's the team, Michael. No. Jalen's a superstar. I'm going to ride with him until they probably will get eliminated eventually, but who knows? It should be fun. 
Packers right back in it all, mm-hmm. so that's great. They could make a run. What did you learn? Uh, what I learned this week is that the Dolphins have a very serious problem because it was today. And I know, listen, I know people have been saying all year, but today it really, really clicked for me how valuable Tua is to the Dolphins because he's the difference for them in a game like today. Mm-hmm. And now they might not make the playoffs. No, it doesn't look. I mean, all they have to do is beat the Jets, which they should, yeah. and Buffalo to beat New England. So we'll see. And it's not impossible, but there's a shot that they could they could miss it. And it, if it, they do, it's because Tua didn't play. Mm-hmm. And he was out multiple games. And beyond that, like we said last week, he might never play again. And if he does, I mean, listen, they said today he's hoping to play. If they get into the playoffs, they'll play then. But beyond this season, he needs to be seriously looked at. And they're going to have a long-term issue with him and his health. Mm-hmm. So they have a problem. If they if they really want to contend for a championship in the next couple of years, because if they don't, two is the guy that for them that you know he seems to be the guy that when he's healthy he can carry them, but mm-hmm. and they, they have a problem. I was reading something on Twitter, and it said, you know, Tua found out about the concussion the next day when they were watching film. That's really bad. I've I mean, gone on about how how irresponsible the Dolphins medical staff has been mm-hmm. and like you said they have a problem and but you know, it's that beyond shows. that it's it's the fact that Tua needs to get medical help to see if he should continue playing football and if they can't have him as their future quarterback yeah they need to figure out because they've invested a lot of money into that team for sure for sure their luxury tax is one of the highest in football and they might not even make the playoffs yeah. so it should be interesting mm-hmm Moving on to other topics, I mean, Deshaun, he didn't play amazing today, but they won. Do you think he, he showed that he's back a bit, or or was it just, you know, Nick Chubb doing Nick Chubb stuff and defense holding them? Yeah, I mean, let's just say it how it is. Carson Wentz isn't a, you know, starting quarterback anymore. No, not at all. And he sh- proved it today. Mm. The commanders are no good. I mean, they have a great coach, and... They fought so hard this year, but they just don't have the talent. Cleveland, you know, was kind of the Jets. They have a, a core of guys of stars, the Commanders, but but they're missing a lot of. Yeah, big I would pieces. say the Jets have more talent than they yeah. do, but but they have some really, you know, McLaurin's really good. Chase Young is really or for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was hurt, you know, a lot this of the year. year, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that defensive line is solid. Yeah. Now, we'll listen. see with the Browns. Who knows? We know this as well as anyone that the Bears' defense is one of the worst in football. But the Lions obliterated them today. Jared Goff played really well. Would there be any consideration, you think? Would you rather... Okay, quick would you rather. Would you rather Jared Goff as the Jets' starting quarterback or Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't think the Lions are getting rid of Goff, though. I'm not saying they are, but, you know, in a scenario (laughs) where, let's say, they find themselves with a quarterback from the draft and he has a great camp. And he gets the job. It's just a question. Forgetting, forgetting. Uh, I'd probably go with Goff after this year. I'm not He's a big Jimmy really nice G year. guy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a question. I think a lot of people would go the opposite and argue Jimmy G. I'd probably pick Carr over both of them, though. Yeah, Derek Carr. Well, that's something. Again, we'll get into a later time. We're not there yet, but too soon to get into all that right now. But um, yeah, the Bears' defense needs to figure it out. Whoever their I don't know who their coordinator is, but they should fire him. Yeah, They've been no. horrible this year. Very bad season for them. They need a whole new team around Fields. 
And it sucks because if Fields was the Jet, who knows what the Jets could do this year. I know. That's why I say if a C.J. Stroud could potentially, you know, it's not something to look look over, you Mm -hmm. know, to to just say, to skim past. For sure. He's a very, very talented guy. Yeah, and, you know, in this day and age, a dual-threat quarterback is nice to have. And he is more than capable inside the pocket. For sure. Which people have questions with with Justin Fields. So I think maybe he's an even better prospect. Yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, there were some solid games otherwise, but, you know, Sunday night game was, was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got um two winners for this week, if you want to take a guess or you want to pick your own winners. The two would have to be the Green Bay Packers. Big time. For absolutely annihilating the Vikings today. Mm-hmm. And the Commanders losing, putting them in a win-and-in situation in Week 18 which is right where Aaron wants to be. And people were laughing at him, what, six weeks ago, saying that he should let Love play? <laughs> so Never look, doubt Aaron Look Rogers. at them now. Never doubt him. Why can't they go into San Francisco and beat Purdy? Mm-hmm. I don't see why they can't, the way the defense is playing right now. And the second winner, the New York Giants. First time in the playoffs since 2016. For Absolutely sure. also destroyed the Colts today. Clinched them the number six seed, as well as Minnesota losing and San Francisco winning, moves the Niners to the two seed, which makes the Giants going to Minnesota rather than San Francisco if the playoffs ended today. And who would you rather face? Oh, I mean, everyone would rather face Minnesota. Exactly. That's why the Giants, another reason the Giants are big winners today. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I would say they were big winners for sure. One team I would call a winner. Uh, is the Texans because they just got themselves another step closer to Bryce Young. Yeah, what? They don't have it yet? Because... I think I think they they still need to, to lose out to confirm it. I'm not mm-hmm. positive. I could be totally wrong on that, but I think they're still the front runner, and if they were to win today, it would have put that in jeopardy. So good for them. Yeah, they need a quarterback. He's going to be a star. Yeah, um, he looked you know, good. We don't talk about him because he's not even in the realm of Jets possibilities, but guy guy's going to be really good. And then if I had to pick another winner today... You could pick a loser also if you want, switch it up. And it can't be the Jets because we all know how big of phonies and losers they are. I'll go with the the Panthers. They had a shot to try and reclaim some magic. Like and they that. had a good run. And Sam Darnold played very well. Wait, winners Again. or losers? Losers. Oh, okay, good. You I know? thought you were and saying. They, and they played very well, but Not they, good enough. it wasn't enough. No. Yeah, exactly. And the defense didn't seem to be able to adjust to guarding Mike Evans yeah. today putting up a career day of 211 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best games from a wide receiver of all, you know, that we've ever seen. Oh, he's incredible. So he's someone big that, props to them. You know, he's not talked about with like the Jeffersons or the Jamar Chases and all those younger guys. Mm-hmm. But Mike Evans is truly one of the greater receivers of our generation. For sure, for sure. He reminds me a lot, just a, maybe like a bigger version of Keenan Allen. Yeah, two guys who were like number that. thirteen. Keenan you know, is a little quicker, nice but, hands. But Evans is so much bigger. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And but both they're both so fun to watch. Carry, and both carry a team. Yeah. Both yeah. you know top receivers in the NFL. Great leaders. Yeah. Just awesome players for sure. Uh, so yeah, those would be my two, lo- uh, my winner and loser. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our next football topic, uh, which is our playoff underdog picks. The playoffs are just about set, and we want to pick our teams that. Are on the lower seeds, but um, or the higher seeds, or whichever you know, 
wild card teams are, you know, four seeds through and which teams we think have the best shot of making a run to the Super Bowl. So uh, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll we'll start. Pick one for the AFC and one for the NFC. I'll start with the obvious one that everyone seems to be talking about. The Sandy, uh, I'm sorry, the LA Chargers. Mm-hmm. They're getting healthy at the right time, both on the offensive and defensive line. And we always talk about how important that is. You're getting Keenan Allen and Mike Williams playing together. You know, they only played two two games, I think, together this season. Two of the best receivers in football. Mike Williams made a ridiculous catch today, if you saw that. One of the best of the season. Yeah, he's a freak athlete. I mean, Eckler is maybe the best running back in football at this point. He's like This he... guy is consistent every season, yeah. every game. He's catching five passes a game, 50 yards at least. He does a lot of what you know. Christian McCaffrey does. Yep, they're very similar players. They're cheat codes, him and McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, Mack and Bosa on that defensive line, it's a scary sight. Yeah, I'm looking at that Mike Williams catch right now. Oh, man, what a grab. What and about, yeah. The one problem with them that's not 100% is their coaching. You know, he seems to choke in big games and, you know, really just make rash decisions during football games. So that's one reason I'm not 100% on them. But if I had to take a wild card team, you know, I think they would be the one. How yeah. about you in the AFC? In the AFC, my team, my underdog team that I think could make a run is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like it. They have been hot, man. And beyond that, in their last four games, they've given up at most 20 points, which is impressive. Now, if you look at the competition, it's not the best, but I don't care. It's the NFL. They're towards the end of the season. They're playing good football. That carries. I think that they have as good of a quarterback as you could want. And, you know, we'll see how he plays in the playoffs. It'll be a different, you know, world for him. But they have a lot of momentum right now, and Doug Peterson has that experience too. So uh, Jaguars are a team that I think could make a run. Yeah, like that. I think, you know, having a veteran coach like Peterson in a playoff game really could help you. And that's what I mean when I say get a coach like him. Mm-hmm. You know, get someone who has some experience as a coach and has some winning Would you experience. you prefer Mike McCarthy? No. Well, you know, that's an example where you could kind but of go against why that. wouldn't they get him? They didn't. They chose Gase over him. No, Mc- uh, Peterson. Oh, why wouldn't they get Doug Peterson? I don't know. You, you would think Joe Douglas has that connection with him, too, yeah. both from Philly. But listen, you can't look at the past like that. What about the NFC? Who do you think could make a run there? Underdog team in the playoffs. So I don't think any of them will. But if I had to choose one... Why can't it be the New York Giants? Daniel Jones is playing at a Pro Bowl level right now. He's definitely doing everything he can to not hurt them, for the, sure. He's not no, turning he's the playing ball over. well. He, he hasn't turned the ball over. That's been the biggest he's thing. He's not playing you know, good enough. He's playing well. And I just saw some highlight of Saquon saying he's the first one in the building, last one out of the building. That's a leader right there. That's, that's a what, captain. That's what Dabble does, though. That's mm-hmm. Dabble, man. No, for sure. But I think Daniel have, Jones had the talent. You but have Dabbles to, unleashed it. For you sure. have to give Jones credit. It's, I do. I do. It's I'm not, not trying all to take Dabble. away, but Dabble, yeah, no, that's like the effect of having a great head coach. That's what I'm saying. For sure. You know, and he's embraced that. And good for him. That's another reason why I think they're a dangerous team come, you know, playoff time, mm-hmm. as well as an explosive run game with Saquon and a good enough defense yeah. with a pass rush. And we saw what a Giants pass rush could do in the playoffs. 
So, why the hell not? 100%. I mean, Thibodeau looks like an actual psychopath. Uh-huh. You saw what happened with Foles today. That was nasty. Yep, and they got Dexter Lawrence and yep. Leonard Williams on that defensive line, so mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Also, Kevin O'Connell, not Alex O'Connell. <laughs> that was an error he made last week. Who cares? Alex, <laughs> Kevin, same difference. But Alex O'Connell's a guard from Creighton. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> my NFC pick Maybe a little obvious, but... And they might not even make the playoffs, but if they do, I'm going with the Packers. You can't count out Aaron Rodgers. They're getting hot at the right time. I think it's all about momentum at the, these types of, you know, this time in the season, despite your record. If you get in, you have as good of a shot as anyone. It's Aaron Rodgers. Nah, I mean, 100% agree. Their, their defense is playing exactly very well right now. And we obviously could take... The Cowboys as a five seed in this situation, I don't see but them we're as not an underdog, really. Yeah, exactly. We're not going going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're obviously a, a heavy, not a heavy favorite, but a favorite to come out of the NFC. So we're not going to pick them. They don't count. They easily could though. But yeah, I really like that Packers pick. Listen, San Francisco went into Green Bay last season in the divisional round, mm-hmm. seven point underdogs. No one expected them to win. San Francisco wins. Why can't Green Bay do the same this year? I agree. And also, one thing you know you got to remember from earlier in the season is that Aaron Rodgers had a broken thumb on his throwing hand. It looks like he's healthy now. Healthy Aaron Rodgers, like I said, who knows what you can do. Yeah. You want to move on to our Monday night football picks? Yep. All right. It is the Bills in Cincinnati. Bills are minus one and a half, I believe. Who do you have? I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. I don't think... I know the Bills are, what, on seven or eight-game winning streak? Mm-hmm. Maybe six? Not sure. They're they're playing solid. I've been watching their games. Not that good. Cincinnati almost, you know, should have blown it to New England last week. They came up, you know, their defense came up big with a turnover. I think Cincinnati plays well. I think Joe Burrow takes these games a little personally when he goes against the top quarterbacks. And I would take his, you know, props over, touchdowns over. Why not? And uh, I think the Bengals come out. How about you? I'm going against you. I think the Bills really want that one seed. I don't know if they're good enough. Like you said, they they don't always inspire the best play, but they seem to show up when uh, they play really good teams, at least during the regular season. So I'm going to take the Bills' money line, at least, in my parlay. It's a four-legger, and the lines are Bills' money line, Diggs, anytime touchdown, can't go wrong with that. Also digs over receiving yards. It's only 73.5, which I feel is pretty low for Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last few weeks they haven't really used him, but I think that could benefit your parlay. Absolutely, I agree. I think that, you know, buy low, sell high type yeah, mindset. for sure. And then alternate under a 59.5 leaves you at a plus 600 parlay. $10 will win you 60. What do you think? I like it. You know, I mean, the under, who knows? It definitely the could be a shootout. The under is 49.5, I think. Around yeah, there. it could be a shootout. You know, tomorrow. I honestly think it will be low scoring. Um, I think it will be under 60 for sure. I think Diggs has a big game tomorrow. Yeah. But like I said, I think the Bengals come out on top. So, so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be tough, but exciting game. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's, you know, a game that's a possible AFC championship. Oh, so for sure. Yeah. It's a preview, and we'll see what happens. Since he'll have the home game for this one, who knows who will come playoff time. Yep. Any other final thoughts on the Jets or NFL in general? Just pathetic. Yeah. I mean, just really pathetic. It's as bad yeah. as football as the Gase era. 
I hate think, to see it. I think we're. I think it's our fault. Yeah, Since no. Since we I, started this podcast, they, they've been pretty yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's a darn shame. But yeah. a lot of adjustments. Are we gonna be back next week to talk? Yeah, we'll be back. We'll we'll wrap up the season and hopefully have some Mets updates and uh, we'll With keep Pereira, it going yeah. from from there. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening and hopefully, listen. There's not much to look forward to right now regarding the Jets, but. We're all in that boat together, at least. So, thanks for listening, and uh, for Queens to Jersey, I'm Steven, alongside me, my co-host, Jason. Have a nice day slash night whenever you're listening to this. Catch you guys next week. Cause you had a bad day, you take one down, you sing the sad song.